0: Matters Podcast, where we strive to educate and empower you to make smart choices with your money. We believe people don't typically plan to fail, they simply fail to plan. Here are your hosts, Mike and Matt.
1: Hello and welcome to Money Matters Mini with me, Matt Cloutier. In today's episode, we'll be talking about high inflation. So how long will it last? In March 2022, the consumer price index for all urban consumers, which is the most common measure of inflation, rose at an annual rate of 8.5%. This is the highest level since December 1981. It's not surprising that a Gallup poll at the end of March found that one out of six Americans considers inflation to be the most important problem facing the United States right now. Hot economy meets Russia and China. Hmm. The fundamental cause of rising inflation continues to be the growing pains of a rapidly opening economy. A combination of pent up consumer demand, supply chain slowdowns, and well, not enough workers to fill open jobs. Loose Federal Reserve monetary policies and billions of dollars, billions of dollars in government stimulus helped prevent a deeper recession, but also added fuel to the fire when the economy reopened. More recently, the Russia invasion of Ukraine has placed upward pressure on already high global fuel and food prices. At the same time, a COVID resurgence in China led to strict lockdowns that have closed factories and tightened already struggling supply chains for Chinese goods. The volume of cargo handled by the uh, the Shanghai, well, one of the world's busiest ports, dropped by an estimated 40 percent in early april so what's behind the headlines? so although the eight and a half percent year-over-year headline inflation in march is daunting it's a daunting number to consider monthly numbers provide a clear picture of the current trend month-over-month increase of 1.2 percent was extremely high but more than half of that was due to gasoline prices which rose 18.3% just in March alone. Despite the Russia-Ukraine conflict and increased seasonal demand, U.S. gas prices dropped in April, but the trend was moving upward by the end of the month. The federal government's decision to release one million barrels of oil per day from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve for the next six months and allow summer sales of higher ethanol gasoline may help moderate prices. Core inflation, which strips out volatile food and energy prices, rose at 6.5% year-over-year in March, the highest rate since 1982, before I was born. However, the month-over-month increase from February to March was just 0.3%, 30 basis points the slowest pace in six months. Another positive sign here was the price of used cars and trucks, which rose more than 35% over the last 12 months. Parenthetically, this was a prime driver of general inflation, but it dropped 3.8% in March. If you want to see a chart of the last couple years of the monthly change of core CPI, send us a note and we'll get you over a copy of this guide. Wages and consumer demand. What's that look like? So for the 12 months ended in March, average hourly earnings increased 5.6%. Not enough to keep up with inflation, but enough to blunt some of the effects. Lower paid service workers received higher increases with wages jumping by well, almost 15% for non-management employees in the leisure and hospitality industry. Although inflation has cut deeply into wage gains over the last year, wages have increased at about the same rate as inflation over the two-year period of the pandemic. One of the big questions going forward is whether rising wages will enable consumers to continue to pay higher prices which can lead to an inflationary spiral of ever-increasing wages and prices. Recent signals are mixed. The official measure of consumer spending increased 1.1% in March, but an early April poll found that two out of three Americans had cut back spending due to inflation. So, soft or hard landing. The Federal Open Market Committee, or FOMC, of the Federal Reserve has laid out a plan to fight inflation by raising interest rates and tightening the money supply. After dropping the benchmark federal funds rate to near zero in order to stimulate the economy at the onset of the pandemic, the FOMC raised the rate by a quarter of 1% at its March 2020 meeting and projected the equivalent of six more quarter percent increases by the end of the year and three or four more in 2024. This would bring the rate to around 2.75%, just above what the FOMC considers a neutral rate that will, well, neither stimulate nor restrain the economy. These moves were projected to bring the Fed's preferred measure of inflation, the Personal Consumption Expenditures Price Index, or PCE, down to 4.3% by the end of 2022, 2.7% by the end of 2023, and 2.3% by the end of 2024. PCE inflation, which was 6.6% in March, tends to run below the consumer price index, so even if the Fed achieves these goals, CPI inflation will, will likely remain somewhat higher. Fed policymakers have signaled a willingness to be more aggressive if necessary, and the FOMC raised the funds rate by half a percent at its May meeting, as opposed to the more common 25 basis point increase. This was the first half percent increase since May of 2000, over 20 years ago. There may be more to come. The FOMC also began reducing the Fed's bond holdings to tighten the money supply. New projections to be released in June will provide an updated picture of the Fed's intentions for the federal funds rate. The question facing the FOMC is how fast it can raise interest rates and tighten the money supply while maintaining optimal employment and economic growth. The ideal is, well, a soft landing similar to what occurred in the 1990s when inflation was tamed without damaging the economy. At the other extreme is the, well, hard landing, yikes, of the early 1980s, when the Fed raised the funds rate to almost 20 percent to 0 2-0, 20% in order to control runaway double-digit inflation, throwing the economy into, well, (laughs) a recession. Fed Chair Jerome Powell acknowledges that a soft landing will be difficult to achieve, but he believes the strong job market may help the economy withstand aggressive monetary policies. Supply chains are expected to improve over time and workers who have not yet returned to the labor force might fill open jobs without increasing wage and price pressures. The next few months will be a key period to reveal the future direction of inflation and monetary policy. The hope is that March represented the peak and inflation will begin to trend lower but even if that proves to be true, it could be a painfully slow descent. Keep in mind, projections are based on current conditions and subject to change, and well, it may not come to pass. Thanks for joining us today, and if you'd like to learn more about me or Golden Wealth Solutions, please visit our website, goldenwealthsolutions.com. Thanks for joining us, friends. Bye for now. This podcast is for
0: educational purposes only and may include references to concepts that have legal and or tax implications and is not to be construed as legal or tax advice. Such information and or opinions are subject to change without notice and is not intended as an offer or solicitation with respect to the purchase or sell of any security, insurance product, or offer of any individual advice. Any strategy discussed may not be suitable for everyone. Securities America Incorporated does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult with the appropriate professional regarding your personal situation prior to making any financial decisions. Securities offered through Securities America Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors Incorporated, Golden Wealth Solutions, and Securities America are separate entities.